Who are you? Hello everybody. <laughs> My name is Martin. I am good friend from Lola and Carla and I'm a hairdresser in Vienna. As we promised you guys, we would get a man on the podcast to discuss some things <laughs> that we have discussed from a male perspective. Yeah, so we mostly talk about things from a female perspective and we thought it would be refreshing to get a different take on things. So, Martin, why don't you start by just telling us something about yourself or introducing yourself to our audience? Who are you? What do you do? Where are you from? And why did you want to be on the podcast also? Why did okay. you agree to be on the podcast? Yeah, so first I need to say I'm a very big fan of podcasts. <laughs> and yeah, I'm a hairdresser. Um, I do my work professionally since seven years. And I really find a lot of parallels in my work and therapeutical work. And yeah, I just thought it would be interesting if I joined the podcast, give some views from my work, how I see people, how... And yeah, just some things. And um, where are you from? I'm from Slovenia originally. Nice. So, yeah. So, um, also a little disclaimer, if the audio sounds a bit shit in this episode, it's because we're, we didn't manage our new professional setup, so we're squeezing in on my couch and like all recording with one microphone. So please just, yeah, be patient with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you mentioned that you find there are a lot of parallels between your job as a hairdresser and a therapist. Could you elaborate on that? Like what are some... Yes, exactly. So the main parallel is, uh, for example, because we basically change uh, people's image, how people look, uh, we, we change how people feel in their face, they fa their face look, and that really sometimes can embrace people's confidence or, or ruin people's personality till the, till the end. Hmm. Do you also find that when you have someone in the seat getting their hair done, um, that they also tend to open up because I find from personal experience when I go to a hairdresser, you know, there's a lot of conversation always. Exactly. And do you find that you sometimes fall into the role of almost a therapist? Yeah, yes, very much times to be honest. Um, <laughs> I would say, you know, I, I cut men and women and I will say it's way more common with women that women open to me. I see it. Um, like one client told me one time that it's because you know she doesn't really trust her partner she doesn't trust her friends and she trusts a hairdresser because hairdresser gives her always a new look and she knows i don't know everybody from her circle of people and she just likes to open up and i just think that um, our work is interesting because people really get a new look so like a new image that they can feel comfortable with and they, they can like let some things go, you know, mm -hmm. that like really some things they cannot talk about or, you know, just have them stored in them. So I think it's really important that hairdressers also have some therapeutic knowledge to not damage people and mm. to really know how to speak with clients about some stuff because sometimes stuff gets very personal and you don't really want to advise people what to do, but you need to like listen them and try to encourage them to do the right thing. Yeah, and what do you think the difference is? Because you said that male clients tend to not really open up. What, what do they do more? Yeah, often? I think first thing with male clients is because they spend less time with a hairdresser. And I just think um, hairdressing, I'm now generalizing the whole thing, but I think for men, is a very different experience there from for women because you know men would come every three to five weeks and you know their looks can be manipulated in shorter period of time and women would come every two three months and because they have longer hair difference to, to make a difference it takes longer time so i think it's because of that already it's a very different experience yeah true that, yeah that makes so much sense and because you said that um, clients would like really open up. I think, I think that's so interesting. Do you feel like you know a lot of people's like secrets? Yes, yeah. <laughs> very much. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. you said you even have couples that come in, right? Like, um, yeah, I have one, one time I had a case when one client brought her lover, and the next week she came with her husband. No, yes. oh my god, that is so funny. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's interesting. 
Do you think there's a different motivation for men and women to get their hair cut? Yes, I think um, also, you know, women are in general more oppressed from fashion industry. So, you know, they would have, they would put more thought into it. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, now I'm generalizing all women, but I will say in most cases, that is the case that women are way more conscious about their appearance than male. And I think it also because, you know, longer hair needs longer time to show the difference. And mm -hmm. it's really important how we do our work on the clients. Yeah. To not disappoint them, but to really give them the suitable look. No. And what is like the number one thing for both people that they come in? Because I know that sometimes people come in and they ask, can you make me look like, so and so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in male world, it's very common that um, you know guys would show you pictures of David Beckham or lately <laughs> Chris Hemsworth is very popular. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, it's it's very interesting. Sometimes people really want to look like celebrities, and sometimes people just want the haircut that some celebrity wear. But in most cases, it's like they want to be this different person and it really hurts me sometimes to see this on my clients mm -hmm. because they really struggle with their personal image and they want to be like you know like Beckham or Hemsworth and they put so much pressure on themselves and you know they, they're gonna think only haircut will change this but sadly it's not the case but then it's an interesting difference that most males want to look like certain celebrities but women I guess maybe want to look unique or yeah that, that's that's also the case you know like males really like to find their role models I think yeah and follow them you know in terms of looks like of course not all guys but like I really see this with guys that they would like follow a certain celebrity or whatever you know politician historical figure and <laughs> they really try what to historical yeah. figure historical <laughs> Yeah, you know, one of my friends uh, who is also a barber told me he had a client that came in with a JFK picture. <laughs> so that's really interesting. Oh shit, that is so funny. And do you think, or do you find that when you're in a situation, let's say someone comes in and says, I would like to look like this and this, do you find it's your job also to kind of make them more realize that that's not what they're going to look like and kind of encourage that they embrace their look exactly like how do you do exactly that? there comes the therapeutical part of the of our job because um my concept of work is really you know to find a suitable haircut for the person not really you know i really don't like what is like trendy because if you look trends like you know 80s was like these hardcore mallets 90s was ball cuts and you know most of the time when people had these haircuts and look at them back they laugh at themselves and i really don't want this to be case on people i really want that people feel confident of what they wear and to really i really try to look at their character and try to figure out what hairstyle would suit them what would embrace their character you know i try to find their weak spots and think okay maybe if i add some more volume you know i i add some more like confident look to a person you know stuff like this mostly but um, back to your question i really think that um, th that's really hard to many times because sometimes people especially males would really like make themselves this story like i'm gonna have david beckham's haircuts and i'm gonna be like beckham and i'm gonna like have energy like Beckham but the thing is Beckham doesn't have a special haircut you know it's just a <laughs> basic haircut and it's really challenging sometimes to talk people out of it and really embrace them to be unique and to have suitable look for them most of the times it's it's really case like I had a case recently when the dude came in and he was like yeah I was watching show Vikings and I want to be like Viking in the show, I <laughs> feel like this, but he was like nothing like it, not character wise, not look wise, and you know, it just hurts me to see how fashion industry and movie industry like really can ruin people's perspectives about themselves. Yeah, it sounds like you also really love what you do. 
I love it. Yeah. I love it very much. Yeah. Because it sounds like you really, as you said before, when you really look at the person and their character and what would suit them, like that's, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I've never talked to anyone else about this, but I could also presume that not all hairdressers feel that way, and it's really cool that you do because. I'm sure that also makes you a really good hairdresser. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I really think, you know, there is not such thing as good or bad in our industry, but because it's a handwork and handwork is very unique. Everybody makes it super mm -hmm. unique. But the way I see it, you know, um, why I really love to do it so much, because when I was in my early puberty phase, I went through crazy rebellion time, you know, I was getting in a local punk scene. I had very long hair my style was trashy i was really angry and then i got in some trouble and my father took me to hairdresser he's like now we're gonna change your look you're not gonna look like this anymore you know you're gonna look like a normal dude but then i he took me actually to a very good hairdresser and this hairdresser really changed my look to extent that i remember when i came to school next day you know i was 13 14 all girls were like oh Martin, <laughs> and that really gave me the idea. Fuck, you know, I should really yeah. do this because it's such a beautiful thing. You know, you can do such a simple thing as a haircut and really like change people's looks, their energy, how how society sees them. And I just think it's a it's a really beautiful thing. Wow. And why did you actually become a hairdresser? What was your so uh, first? I wanted to be a musician. But then uh, I got into accident where I broke my arm and I couldn't go to because of my injury. I couldn't attend the exams in music school. And then I did like a rehabilitation where I had to do a lot of like handwork, you know, because my I had a quite bad brokenly arms and I had to do a lot of work. I learned how to knit, how to sew, a lot of handwork, and I really saw. Oh, that, that's fun it's fun I really want to do something like this and then at the same time like it was that experience that I was forced to do a haircut but this haircut really inspired me to to become this and really my goal is with every client to try to give them this effect that I had that time as close as I can do you have like a favorite story of something that happened at work yeah i mean uh, for those uh, for listeners uh, listeners don't know one thing that me and lola we used to work together in a barber shop that's how i know the girls and um, yeah um, you remember one guy came in with a really long beard really long hair like his friend brought him in and um, one of our co-workers actually didn't want to take him because he thought the client is homeless and it's really like the dude was telling me his story he went through crazy depression he was home for more than a year he didn't go out he was really pale like really looking bad like really unhealthy and he didn't shave he didn't cut his hair and yeah friend brought him in and um, yeah, then I really gave, I really changed this guy's looks. And this guy was like looking himself in the mirror and thinking, fuck, that's me, you know? I can't believe this could be me. And then his friend who brought him in was also crying. Yeah, I remember. Wow. It was yeah. crazy. And it's so crazy. It was just a haircut, but it was exactly what he needed to just get out of that mindset. Exactly, and I think that's such a beautiful thing to have a thought, okay, we gave him a new look and now this dude would like do something, you know, now he feels good about his body image or at least better and that can be a good start to, to start a new life. So Martin, do you, would you think that this skill of like talking to people is this something that comes naturally to you or has this developed during your work? It definitely, definitely developed. I think it's a lot how you want to be, you know, how you imagine your work and what you want to give to people. I think that really, like this vision really helps you build these communication skills and like this just experience gives you a lot with the time. But yeah, it's, I would say it's a mix between natural, natural and developed. Yeah. So, yeah. And you actually 
told me that you started going to therapy. Yeah, I did start going to therapy. Do you want to tell us like a bit about it and yes, how it was? Um, or Yeah, I, I actually started therapy. Actually, Lola inspired me. Not commercial <laughs> to Lola, but nice, me and nice Lola job. used to work together every day. And I was going through quite a hard time. I was in quite a problematic relationship and work wasn't the best. And I was like still struggling with myself a lot. And I would always go to Lola and ask her questions. And that kind of inspired me. I thought, okay, like these psychotherapists know some stuff that I can use. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, then I found my therapist uh, through like a radio show, I think. Uh, she was promoting herself um, because she's from Slovenia and she's working with Slovenians who live abroad. And I know she will listen to this because I told her so. <laughs> to my therapist. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, my therapy is very interesting. Um, I really like it. I really, I'm really glad that I made decision, this decision in my life and uh, at this stage. And actually, I really see slow progress, but I see it. Yeah. I notice it, and that keeps motivating me to go. Um, I noticed you girls talk in your previous episodes uh, how you sometimes feel bad about therapy. Yeah. Uh, after therapy, you know, when mm. you go out. I never had this. <laughs> That's nice. I nice. Really <laughs> That's good this. for you. It's good I that there's always, another. Side. I always feel after therapy like, ah, like something came off me. Yeah. And I just feel like I gave some stuff out and it just gives me power. I really like it. How did you perceive your environment reacting to your decision to go to therapy? And by that, I mean specifically your male friends. Like, was it, were they judgmental or did they understand it? Actually, or? I mean, my male friends were, some of them were like very judgmental. Like, why did you go this? You're not a psycho. And, but a lot of them were quite curious how my experience is like. I wouldn't also supportive, but mostly very curious how the therapy works. But yeah, you know, I I know I did it for myself, and that's the most important thing. Yeah. You know, because I knew I came to a point in the life where I really hit the wall with everything, with my job, relationship, my relationship with parents, and also relationship with myself, and, and I knew. I need some guidance to get out of it and I just I, I didn't want to take meds I didn't want to throw myself in alcohol because I have alcoholic history in my family and I just had this like calling me you have to do something yeah and I'm really glad I did it and I'm really seeing progress pretty much after every session I'm doing yeah but that's so good and I think what you said before is a really important thing to know that I think a lot of people go to therapy once or twice and then they're like oh therapy is not for me because you don't see immediate progress especially in the beginning exactly. like it just takes time and it takes patience but also it just takes a lot of work it's actually hard work um, it's hard work so i think this could be really encouraging to hear that it really does pay off it just might take a while in the uh, beginning i would say what what was my personal experience when i started i just went deeper to my problems like it didn't it didn't happen and I went to therapy and things start to go up but it actually start to went down but I knew I need to face this down in order to come back up yeah and it was like first two months was really horrible I just felt confused because on the there it is <laughs> <laughs> there it is I think we're just still in that phase <laughs> although it has been a few years <laughs> what, what? <laughs> we're just <laughs> what happened to me like I really got frustrated by myself you know like I would realize my whole life I was living by something and I was so blind that I didn't see this and I would really felt big guilt to myself how stupid I was and then but then I really learned to accept this and to really work on accepting a, a lot about myself and just go on with life yeah and also like not only with therapy but what do you think about 
guys in general, when you're with your friends or colleagues, how do they talk about their feelings or problems? Because I think it's probably much yeah, different I, than I, girls. I, I, yeah, it's very different. I feel, think like in guys' society, like back to hairdressing. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting because um, like in male world, when like a lot of males come together, it's usually about the male ego. Mm -hmm. I can give example recently what happened to us when we were on vacation we went on super dangerous hike we went off trail we went like on a really like we all knew we are risking our lives <laughs> but all our male egos told us don't be that guy who says let's go back <laughs> and that's really like that situation really clicked my head how male ego can be dangerous and how how actually stupid it is sometimes you know that we really like really is this competitive nature nobody wants to be that guy you know but then when we when back to that hike story when we came to a point where we were really facing real danger we were like okay guys i think it's time we should <laughs> maybe go back you know but it was really like it was from one side it was really pushing us to go forward but from the other side it almost killed us so i'm really like I'm really having this dilemma now about the males. But um, back to your question, I really think um, guys really, like we all struggle with showing our real emotion. We don't want to show our weaknesses. Uh, like, you know, nobody really, no guy really wants to talk how he's hurt or that he's struggling or suffering. But what I learned through therapy, that this is like sometimes letting your weaknesses be can really make you stronger and it's really i'm really seeing that's a really beautiful thing because to me personally it really helps me out of getting out of my frustrations and everything just letting me focus and just letting me solve my problems the way i want yeah. and yeah it's just you know yeah, guys, we really don't want to show the feelings. We have this society pressure. We need to be strong males, not showing emotions. We need to be the leaders. Also, fashion and industry always shows us as these like tough dudes, mm -hmm. you know, that all girls fall on. But it's, it's not how life works. You yeah. know, we are from nature. We are our imperfection makes us beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then I also wonder. Um, if you're then in a situation and let's say you you're sitting in a, in a group with their close male friends mm -hmm. and it is that dynamic of you know no one wants to be the weak person or the making themselves vulnerable even though as you said it does make us like show who's really who really has strength but let's say someone does open up about something really intimate for some reason and they, they dare to share something that's really intense do you find that then the reaction is kind of relief and that other guys also share and they're encouraged by that? Or is it more blocking and is it, hey, we don't want to hear that? It really depends on the group. I will say my group of guys can be very supportive to me. But yeah, I can imagine that uh, guys really have surprised feelings. I see this a lot in clients. When males come, a lot of males, when I talk to them, they just feel like they don't have a life. I think they're just eating, suppressing their emotions. You know, with work, to keep the family, you know, not really having this honesty, you know, in life and this openness. And yeah, I think it really depends on the group, but yeah, I can really imagine that like people, like in group of males, like guys would block it. Do you think therapy made you communicate with people in a different way? Like other than helping yourself? Definitely, think? definitely. Like I would always, you know, like try to hide a lot of things about myself, you know. But I, I don't know, I, I don't do it anymore, you know. Like it really helped me open up and also helped me figure out myself and what's my path and like I really, what, what I'm really noticing now after nine months of doing therapy, I start to feel slowly emotions back 
like these fresh emotions that I missed and this is really amazing feeling it just inspired me to do more and more therapy mm. do you think you have encouraged someone in your environment to go to therapy um, not really I try to encourage people but I really I really try to break this topic the therapy is a taboo the stigma yeah, yeah the stigma yeah, yeah. if you go to therapy you're a psycho or you have some problems and shit but I really try to like make it less taboo I honestly think a lot of people are scared and um, to audience listening I have a message um, <laughs> I do have a message go for, for it <laughs> like if you really feel that you struggle in life don't hesitate and go to therapy because I think earlier in life you start easier it is yeah. because for example I look at my dad right now I always had problematic relationship with my dad and now when I went through therapy I actually see the stuff he suppressed over the years and I knew if he would go to therapy now that would ruin him mm. and yeah if you really feel do it don't be scared of therapy like you really put a big mirror big shiny clean mirror in front of yourself and you realize who you really are and that can be very hurtful mm. but that's a, i think that's a very vital thing of life progression that you face yourself and look at yourself see your weak points accept them work on them and really slowly progress and um, maybe also one thing that therapy doesn't do like miracles that you would go one time and you would like change forever that's not the case at all but it's slow progression you know same like going to gym you don't go one time to gym and gain crazy yeah. muscle yeah that's how i like to tell to people so um a few weeks ago we did this episode on body image and eating disorders and it was all from a female perspective and i was wondering if you had anything or any input on a kind of male's perspective on body image and eating and stuff and more in that direction definitely i would like to first start with my work perspective and mm -hmm. then progress to my personal perspective sure so I started hairdressing in London at Vidal Sassoon Academy and then they really taught, we had some amazing teachers who taught us how to really, they taught us to understand the concept of suitability. What really suits people, how to figure out what suits people because um, about body image, I think um, fashion industry is such an evil thing, you know, I had the chance to work on a fashion week uh, and I really saw how big brands manipulate us as society you know I spoke with girls who were models and they would tell me like there was this girl from Russia and she told me yeah with 14 years old agents would come to like central Siberia tell their parents your daughter has no future here we can give her bright future in modeling she has the look so then she went with 14 years old to China and then to Europe and now in Europe they are using her always because they always said to her yeah if you don't do this and that we will send you back to Russia to your shitty life you know? and, and I really like fashion industry is a really controversial topic to me because yeah I really like you know for example clothing products they do or you know really the creative aspect but the modeling aspect behind is so damaging to society I see this with young males and young females in the salon uh, how influence they get from social media like Instagram TikTok you know like just look at yourself you know you go to TikTok and it's only like super you know beautiful people but you know like perfect people mm -hmm. I don't know how to say but it's really horrible I really think that's ruining our image and also you know like as girls and guys also struggle with it very much you know I remember when I was in my teens you know I was a super skinny guy with crazy acne so <laughs> this is like you know, confidence ruiner on point and I really was struggling and I really look at it back now 
how naive and stupid I was you know to believe all this you know and that really ruined like the time I spent on stressing how I look really ruined my energy to maybe think oh what are my good things you know what what am I good at what can I do better to make this world better or like you know society or just my local society you know and I think yeah fashion industry is de damaging males and females on the same way which I really think that your image needs to show who you are mm. no matter if you are little bit chubby or super skinny or small doesn't matter I really think you should focus on what can you give to people what are your good sides in life and uh, what are you good at and I think everybody has a good side no matter what it is you know because I really think that fashion industry builds so strong complexes in people that people are afraid to do things they would like to do for, because they have ruined confidence because they think oh I don't look like this I cannot do this because I'm not this I'm not beautiful enough or I'm not skinny enough or I, I have too much acne or something yeah. and that's really ruining people's confidence it's, um, it's really sad that the world works like this and what are some like physical qualities that you wish you had when you were a teenager when you were going through that you know, when you are a male teenager of course you we don't know actually you, if you are a i guess like teenager, big and tall yeah first of all like i didn't i didn't struggle so much that i'm skinny i struggle more that i had crazy acne like okay. I, had, I went through crazy acne and and i was really sad because my mother is a really really good cosmetologist and but you know, and I was really bad commercial for her. <laughs> and I was, I, I really, I really felt like shit. And also, and also on the, on the, I was bullied for it. You know, like people tell me, oh, you're skinny, you're acne, you won't get girls. You know, and I just wish that, that I would just get rid of acne. Like with body, I didn't care that much because I was a tall dude, and that gave me kind of like a yeah. bit of confidence. But yeah, acne was the confidence okay. killer for sure. Yeah, but that's so interesting because I can really relate super random, but I never had acne when I was a teenager. But last year I got really, really bad acne within like a mm -hmm. month because of the birth control I was taking. And it really fucked me. It like, fucks you up. Crazy because it, and the thing is I, and it kind of relates back to what you said before, but I really had this feeling that this wasn't me. Yeah. I felt like I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, this is not me. I've never had this. This is not me. And I, as horrible as it was, and it, like, it lasted only six months um, because then I just got off the birth control and yeah. then it got better again. But it really was such a learning for me because I really had to focus on other things that I really exactly. liked about myself. and that gave me more of a deeper, more genuine confidence. But man, it was so horrible. Yeah. It was crazy. It took me a while, you know. I moved out of my country when I was 18. And I was so, my, my self-image was so ruined by the society I was living because I was always hearing from older people. Yeah, you have acne, you are skinny. And it really took me two, three years to rebuild myself. <laughs> Trust that I am really person who I think I am like, like you said you know like you think you're a different person and it's crazy how how society can make you feel about it uh, yeah I literally have the same thing with my like psoriasis luckily it's not on my face so I have no idea what that's even like but whenever I have an outbreak I totally kind of like hide from the world yeah. for a while and it's really sad that like uh, fashion industry and the whole movie and music industry made, made this made us feel like this you know and yeah i really said that people don't encourage themselves like dude it's just a phase it will go through you know it's sad yeah but yeah that's why we really really need to work on suitable looks i think mm. you know to find yourself a suitable style sometimes you really see you know people who really force themselves in some clothing style or hair that doesn't suit them at all you know and 
doesn't embrace them. So I really think people should really work on them to really express themselves, you know, and also go to right hairdresser. Um, I'm not saying I'm the best, but you know, there's so many hairdressers. You can really go, like you said, you go therapy shopping. Yeah. In the other episode, you can go <laughs> hairdressing shopping. You try different hairdressers yeah. until you find one that you really like. But that's so funny. Like the word suitability, I think, is exactly what we were looking for in our episode about body image because we were so tired of like um, the body love and love yourself movement or whatever and that's exactly the point which I think is such a good tip is like find what's suitable for you exactly. don't yes. try to squeeze into some outfit that you saw you know on instagram and then tell yourself that you look beautiful it's yeah. not suitable for you it's not but the thing is and also what you just said martin that's like the goal i agree but it takes time it takes experimenting Definitely. and also it takes courage and yeah. that's what yeah. especially in younger years you just don't have you just feel like okay there's this and this and i'm gonna try this but really going out of your comfort zone and just really also taking a moment and thinking okay what do i feel like what could suit me yeah. that like already presumes a certain i find maturity or courage or, or encouragement also from others like okay go for it just be crazy and it's so funny because i when i was a teenager i had like really short hair like i had like Really? Like, like I, your I hair? Yeah. This. It was so short. It, wouldn't suit you yeah. in my <laughs> it looked really cool. I was 17 and it looked really cool. But for me, and I'm sure many people didn't think it suited me, but I loved it. For me, it was an experiment. Mm -hmm. I had it bleached, I had it pink, I had it um, um, purple, I had it gray. And I feel like I went through that phase and then slowly, slowly, I like settled for something where I feel comfortable. But I'm really glad that I tried out all that of because course. now. I feel okay with what I... Of course, and I think yeah. that's important. You need to, like, try out. I mean, if you don't try, how else would you know? Yeah. You know? But that's such a... Like, I never thought about that, to just try something that you want to try, other than... Because whenever I see an outfit or something, I see it on someone else. Yeah. And then I think, oh my God, I want to wear that too. And of course, when I try it on, it looks ridiculous. Yeah, but because I wasn't it. the person wearing it, exactly. you know? You know sometimes yeah. some stuff will better on different people and that's all normal, you know? Mm. But I, like you said, uh, experimenting, I think, you know, I went through my teenage years. I went through, like I said, punk <laughs> scene. Then I turned, because I was from Slovenia, you know, I went super into like Balkan music scene. <laughs> I was always like dressed up. Then I, when I was living in London, I went super high fashion, you know. And, but I think, you know, that really like all of this time helped me find the style that I am now. And I think it's also nice that you change style every now and then, yeah. you know, to like refresh your personality, maybe put yourself on the new, um, on the new path in life. Uh, maybe try new things you know like what I'm seeing in hairdressing a, a lot of times people especially females change their looks when they go through change mostly breakups divorces job changes they will like change colors mm. and not to feel the confident to maybe reconfident if that's the right word I yeah. dyed my yeah. hair every single time I went through a breakup. Yeah, <laughs> every yeah, single time. Exactly. Because you want to like... And it helps. It helps. It does It really help. helps. Yeah, you know, like maybe you as a therapist can argue with me, yeah, that's just putting a mask on. But I, I, I think, yeah, it does put a mask on, but if it's a good mask that can help you, this melt, mask slowly melts. Exactly, think. that's the thing. Like, it's, everyone knows that that's just a temporary help. Mm -hmm. The shit is still there underneath, but whatever helps, helps for a certain amount of time. So if you want to dye your hair, dye your hair. If it makes exactly. you feel better, amazing. Yeah. And it, I think great. it's not even that. It's just, I think, realizing that you can change things to how exactly. you want them to be. And then you kind of just get a feel that you're more in control of the situation because you are changing things. And even though it's changing a look, you're still doing it yourself and you don't need the other person, you know, to yeah. help you with it. Yeah, exactly. I think guys really struggles many times, you know, breaking their comfort mm -hmm. because we struggle so much on building this like tough image 
you know, and it's just too perfect and you know, to break comfort, it's a really struggle. So I encourage guy listeners, don't be scared to break your comfort zone. It gives you great knowledge. <laughs> you said before, which I find very interesting that you think that men and women both kind of have the same struggles, you know, in, in terms of yeah. body image and I get that, but because I genuinely don't know it, is there also the problem do you think, or do you know with guys this comparison on social media because i know that this is a huge thing among women that this body image issue also comes a lot from or is encouraged through social media through comparing yourself with all these social media people yeah. but i'm just not sure if it's the same with guys yeah i yeah. mean not all guys but there is some group of guys who have these same struggles who would like see their influencers and think shit this guy has better life better looks because he looks better has more confidence has this great life but this is all bullshit mm. um like i said before the reason i wanted to start tell this story of this model is because i really want to give message out of people that everything we see on instagram of our influencers behind that it's always a different story even though they present it so good that it makes you think they have perfect life, they don't. Did this they... model have a cool Instagram? <laughs> yes, it does. And actually, my ex was following that model and she was super inspired by that model. Oh, and then wow, I told okay. her, look, yeah. it's not how you think it is. She's like, no, I can't believe this. She's so perfect and all this and that. And I'm like, no, it's not true. She's totally different as you imagine yeah. because um, it's same like entertainers you know like also celebrities you know they perform something but in real life they're also humans with broken emotions and broken feelings or like struggles and all mm. this you know and yeah. i guess i guess the comparison of how girls look at other females on social media i guess it's really the same when a guy brings a picture of Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah. but uh, to make sure not all guys breathe. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but I, yeah. I guess it's also it's interesting that men seem to. I'm not sure if it's correct, but yeah. seem to compare themselves to like I would films. Say men who feel lonely would have this struggle stronger. Yeah. That men who feel like in a group, or also men who have like super masculine group. You know, guys who all go to mm -hmm. gym and all this they can also have these struggles you know that they they don't feel good enough there's always this alpha male in the group and they feel left behind mm. you know? and that's why i think therapy is amazing yeah. i don't know but it's it's really it's still funny to me because i would never like because you told me that also some people brought in a photo of like avengers or whatever yeah, 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 and yeah. i think that's so interesting because they want to be that person yeah but they want to be like the character which yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. actually quite different to women because yeah, we look at true. like reality at, from my personal perspective you know um, i say i would say stuff like netflix can be poisonous as a, mm. as a guy because you would find one person super interesting try to inspire you but then per other person in the same film or series would inspire you who's totally different and i think with guys it's maybe less body image in general but like this building this personality mm -hmm. who i am yeah like so the, the superhero yeah. yeah yeah i want to be so you know like when this it's so weird it's so hero. different i think with guys it's more like character struggle mm -hmm. what they want to present you know, mm -hmm. who they want how they want to be seen as a society i think that's a big struggle in the male world interesting okay so following up with i know you mentioned tinder and that it's good for guys to sometimes go on tinder are you a tinder user and you can you tell us an experience from occasional tinder user from you yes but i you know what i do what i used to do i don't do this anymore but i caught myself doing this <laughs> When I was in a relationship, I would download Tinder and I would never even consider meeting with a girl. But I would just like, you know, to, to get likes, mm -hmm. just to get this approval that I'm, you know, in the game. Yeah, still but, want But wanted. to be honest, they, that helped me in the relationship. Mm -hmm. That's, that spiced up me sometimes, you know, like, <laughs> you know, it's... Um, 
yeah, you know, like different guys will do it differently. This is really my personal yeah. experience. Yeah. But I also, to be honest, I try to go lately old school. You know, like to meet girls. Like the way I, we did it. Like last time I tried to, you know, I really was like, okay, Martin, that's your chance. I went to and talk with girl on the street, ask for her number. Really? Yes. How did it go? Good. She gave me number and we will meet soon, maybe. Damn. Nice. So Martin yeah. actually is a really great wingman because we were at a party. <laughs> I mean, it, it didn't work out, but that's okay. If you need a wingman, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you encouraged me to actually yeah. do that. And it feels really good if it goes well. Yeah, it's my concept, you know, of breaking the comfort zone. Yeah. It's, uh, I really, what I learned on therapy, I don't want to have any regrets when I'm old. I was like, when I'm 70, I want to look back and have, oh, why I didn't talk to that girl or do this or do that, you know, like just do it. Because... Okay. You know, we are so afraid, especially guys so afraid of, uh, um, how is it called, not denial. Rejection? Rejection, yes, exactly. Yeah. We're going to be rejected, that's going to ruin, but you know, it's all good. Just be yourself, forget the pickup lines, forget everything, just be yourself. And if you can get a person by being yourself, I think that's the right thing to do. Absolutely, I agree. And I think that's such a good thing to hear because I feel like there's such a circle of mis- interpretation and like wrong expectations because when i talk yeah. to girlfriends there's still this assumption the guy has to make the first move yeah which is not necessarily. it's not necessary and also i think it's forgotten that that guys are just as insecure as women and yeah especially it, these days when we all both exactly. are super fucked from social media exactly and um one thing I wanted to tell on podcast today is also is um, how to have real, real relations of, with people. It's always not forget to put people, to, to make differences with people's relations. I think with some people we really need more professional distance and we really need to be careful which people we put close. Back to my work, for example, I'm really noticing because I keep professional distance with clients that really helps me build better relationship with them you know to and maybe not always to really be um, careful to who we open and who we let close yeah that's true because um, I know from a lot of of the barbers that at least I used to work with there was kind of this unspoken rule of course, there are some exceptions if you meet somebody yeah. that you really click with, but generally, like you don't hang out with clients. Exactly, you don't. And um, yeah, it's just you know, it's really important um, if you are a hairdresser or a barber um, that you don't let clients close and that you don't expect that all your clients are your friends because some people come in just to like your product. And uh, maybe they don't like you as a person, but they like your product, and that's totally fine. If they yeah. make them happy and confident, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's something to say about any relationship, really, because I think when you, at least for me, because of my studies, it's hard sometimes to separate um, things that are personal and small talk or just everyday conversations, I feel like I almost forgot how to have very like simplified or even superficial uh, conversations. And yeah, it's yeah. something that we, or me at least, that I feel like I need to work on. And it's something that I find hard to do, but I guess it is important to have a different kind of communication with, I don't know, your best friend or somebody that you're working with or somebody yeah, that you don't it's, know. It's, I think what I, that therapy really approved to me this thought that um, if you have people on distances, not all people, but if you really know which people to have close, that can be really beneficial. Yeah. It's a good skill people can learn on therapy. I think guys are really if I look at myself and my experiences, I would be really afraid to open to guys so they don't use my weaknesses against me. 
but what I notice at the same time, uh, like I think a big problem with guys is that we like to feel, um, not like to feel, that's a wrong thing to say, but we can feel very lonely with our problems and they ca that, that can make us super depressed. And that's why I really encourage guys, speak open about problems you have because you will realize that your problems are the same problems your friend might have but because of the male ego in the group you won't even mm -hmm. realize the same that the, your good friend is struggling with the same thing as you did and that can be a very liberating feeling to see that maybe your friend went or is going or is about to go through the same issue you are in or you went you know and it's really be open and um, yeah don't struggle so much with how how to build your character but just be you and just trust yourself yeah that's my advice for guys <laughs> so we're kind of coming towards the end um of this conversation even though we could sit here for hours and keep talking so i really love this <laughs> i could talk here for five hours martin is already brainstorming for his appearance next season he said so yeah. he has lots of ideas but i think we're gonna wrap it up so before we end martin is there anything that you want to say that's important to you that you want to share with people or where can people find you in vienna you can find me through instagram and you really feel free to message me i am really open to anything no matter how scared you are i, I don't bite people i'm a very kind person yeah. he does and home visits too honestly i think I don't know, I can just speak for myself, but what you were talking about, your, your profession and your passion about it and everything, it sounds so great. I'm sure a lot of people will approach us and ask where you cut hair. So just so you guys know, it will be on our Instagram page. So go and please check Martin out and yeah. And yeah. also I can say as a client of Martin's, he does an amazing job and it's so much fun. And it's really a really nice experience, especially if you have any anxiety or you feel nervous or Thank you've, you or you've had life. bad experiences in the past. He really will save your life. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate this opinion. But yeah, Martin is also DJ. So if you need a techno DJ, you can also hit me up for some raves. That's maybe like a small, <laughs> small thing we didn't talk about. <laughs> true, true. But awesome. Um, Thank you so much for coming, Martin. Yeah. It was really... I really enjoyed And guys, um, <laughs> one thing I want to say really, be honest if you want to more or less Martin. On the show. <laughs> <laughs> guys, you can let us know what you think of this episode as always. Um, I think I can speak for Lola and myself. It was super fun and very refreshing to like mix it up. Yeah, we had a great time and we hope that you come back. All right. Thank you right. so much for tuning in. Thanks, Martin. No problem. All right, guys, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this, have a good day.